Maybe then you can see me and I can see you Maybe then we'll come together as a people Tired of the pain cause it ain't new Let's come together as a people Even if we don't share the same view Welcome to the Jesus and Everything Foundation podcast. On this show, we look at all problems affecting the world and we discuss how we can solve them using the character of Jesus, unity, and decentralization of resources available to us. The character of Jesus, or as I like to call them, the Jesus character principles, are principles that whether you are a Christian or not, we can all agree on these principles. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. For every episode, we discuss a problem topic from our category list. You can find this list on the Foundation's website, jaef.foundation. We ask ourselves and listeners, what is the goal? What is the vision for this problem category? What are the potential solutions? What are the obstacles? What resources do we need? And what resources do we have? But most importantly, do these solutions and resources pass the character test, the nine Jesus character principles? If yes, then we move on to collaboration. What does this look like? This show is a platform to get the ball rolling on as many problems affecting the world as we can. We want to go beyond just talking about problems. So after the show, we collaborate by acting. First, we open the discussion floor to our listeners. Then we decentralize and open source all of our resources from brain power, manpower, utilities to capital. Before every episode, I like to ask our viewers and listeners, do you ever ask yourself, where are we going? Where is this world going? Time keeps on ticking, the day ends, a new dawn arises, and life goes on. But what is our destination? Do we have any global objectives that unite us when it comes to things like food, security, healthcare, education, or standard of living? It's a fair question to ask. If you work for a company or work for yourself, you have a general idea about your company's vision. Goal. So what is our goal, our overarching vision as the current residents of this planet? What role is your company, your city, your country playing in the big picture? And what role are you who's listening to this playing in this big picture? Welcome back to the Spirit, Soul, and Body series. It's end our spiritual category. 
You can find the full list of topics we shall cover under this category on our website, jf.foundation. That is j-a-e-f.foundation. In this series, we break down the human anatomy into its parts, spirit, soul, and body. You are a spirit being who has a soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions, and you live in a body. We dive into the meaning and purpose of each part and how these three parts, your spirit, your soul, and your body, all work together. We talk about two distinct lifestyles, a life lived from the inside out versus a life lived from the outside in. Living from the inside out means living from your spirit outwardly, whereas living from the outside in means living from your flesh, your body, inside out. In the previous episodes of this series, we talked about the two distinct lifestyles, living from the inside out versus living from the outside in, and how these can be applied to meditation, how this affects your mental health and mental illnesses. In these next episodes, we're going to apply living from the inside out, that is from your spirit outward, to an area that is of interest to all of us. Relationships. I'll be interviewing a couple who built their relationship focusing on the spiritual character of the other person. This is contrary to how most people approach relationships today. Buckle up and let's dive in. Before they could love each other, they had to love themselves. Before they could love themselves, they had to love their Heavenly Father. Before they could love their Heavenly Father, they had to understand that He loved them first. When they believed His love for them, to them, and in them, His love that is shed abroad in their hearts by the Holy Spirit, He, the Father, that dwells in them by His Spirit, taught them how to walk in love. He taught them that before a relationship is built, first, a foundation of true love has to be built. Love is the only sure foundation for every relationship, but not any kind of love, God's kind of love. He taught them that without God's kind of love, all these relationships, business, romantic, friendship, parent to child, peer-to-peer, citizens-to-country, authority-to-citizens. Without God's kind of love, all these relationships crumble. But what is God's kind of love, they asked. He said, God loves in deed and not in word only. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. He reminded them that it was him who saved, It is not good for a man to be alone, and so he created a woman. That he who finds a wife finds a treasure and obtains favor from the Lord. So he wasn't against their romantic love. He taught them that before a lifelong romantic relationship in love, they needed to learn how to relate to each other in love. And not just to themselves, but to everyone around them. He reminded them about a new commandment he had given them in John chapter 13, verse 34. That you love one another as I have loved you. That you also love one another. 
And in Romans chapter 13, verse 8, when he said, Owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that loves another has fulfilled the law. He kept teaching and showing them how to relate in love. He taught them God's kind of love is no respecter of persons. True love doesn't love at home, but hate at work. True love is not only patient at home, but in traffic also. True love isn't only long-suffering with your kids, but with the neighbor's kids also. And they kept learning and trusting him. He continued to teach them from his definition of love. He reminded them about what he had said in Romans chapter 13, verse 10. That love works no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. So he taught them that love endures long and is patient and kind to everyone. Love never is envious nor boils over with jealousy to anyone. Love is not boastful or vainglorious to anyone. Love does not display itself haughtily to anyone. Love is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride towards anyone. Love is not rude unmannerly and does not act unbecomingly towards anyone. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way. Love is not self-seeking. It is not touchy or fretful or resentful. Love takes no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. Love does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes. Love is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances, and it endures everything without weakening. Love, God's kind of love, never fails. It never fades out or becomes obsolete or comes to an end. They were overwhelmed by his definition of love. They were overwhelmed with how to love with God's kind of love. But he reminded them, of course, they couldn't and wouldn't do it on their own. He would be there along their journey of a lifelong love. That's why they needed him in their relationship and in their hearts so that his love would be shed abroad in their hearts by the Holy Spirit. He reminded them of his words in Philippians 4, chapter 13, that they can do all things through Christ that strengthens them. They can love with God's definition of love through Christ that teaches them how to love. They were comforted. He asked, if they still wanted to learn how to love each other, they say, yes. He continued to teach them from his definition of love. He taught them that when he first loved them, he looked beyond their outward appearance, their skin complexion, race, height, weight, money, and so forth. He taught them that most people focus on physical attraction as the foundation to build love 
But what they miss is the fact that when their creator, their heavenly father, first loved them, he loved them before they were even in their mother's womb. He loved their spirit first before their spirit ever wore any human flesh. He reminded them of his words in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. He was teaching them his ways, and that his ways are not man's ways. For God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. He was teaching them that a house of love built on the outward appearance will not last. Why? they asked. He reminded them of his words in 2 Corinthians 4.16. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. He told them, a house of romantic love built on the inward man, the spirit man, will always stand because the inward man can be renewed day by day. But a house of romantic love built on outward appearance, on possessions and status will eventually crumble because the outward man, the outward appearance, perishes day by day. Wow! They said, thank you, Father, for unveiling this mystery. They were glad. When they opened their eyes to look at each other once again, they were more physically attracted to each other. Sparks were flying. They weren't even in the same room. They weren't even in the same country. He laughed at them and reminded them that his ways are not man's ways. He told them, they were ready to love. They had trusted him. They had put their faith, hope, and love in him. They had asked him to teach them how to love and relate to each other. They are still learning to love, but their heavenly father has given them the confirmation that they are ready for a lifelong relationship in romantic love. Oh 
tuning in to the pre-show. This is episode six of the Spirit, Soul, and Body series. In this episode, I discussed with Tolu and Ruth how they built their relationship focusing on spiritual character. We hope this episode blesses your heart. So open up your heart and mind and let's dive in. Welcome to the show. Today we have two guests, Tolu and Ruth. Tolu, welcome back to the show. Hi, how's it going, man? Good to have you. And Ruth, uh, this is your first time to the show. Welcome to the show. It's great to have you on the show. Thank you. This is this is going to be fun. I'm excited. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I'm gonna do a quick recap because we're picking up right from where we left off in our spirit, soul, and body series. In this series, we're breaking down the human anatomy into its parts, spirit, soul, and body. You are a spirit being who has a soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions, and you live in a body. Um, we dive into the meaning and purpose of each part and how these three parts, your spirit, your soul, and your body, work together. We're talking about two distinct lifestyles, a life lived from the inside out versus a life lived from the outside in. Living from the inside out means living from your spirit outwardly, whereas living from the outside in means living from your flesh, your body, outside in. Some of the examples that we used in, in the previous episodes, we're talking about, uh, we gave an illustration that a person who lives from the outside in depends on external gratification or external triggers of happiness from the environment, such as compliments from people, going shopping, going to a party, material possessions such as houses, cars to be happy. And on the contrary, a person who lives from the inside out is one who no matter what the external circumstances present, be it good or bad, they still maintain their peace of mind, peace of heart, and they have joy. Their mood, attitude, or livelihood and joy are independent of these external experiences or possessions. Now, the understanding of these two distinct lifestyles then presents a very good question. How do we apply the living from the outside in? I mean, how do we apply the living from the inside out lifestyle in our day-to-day -day lives? Because that's where victory comes from. That's the only way to overcome the storms of life. So the question we're asking is, how can we live from the spirit man outwards? Now, in the first five episodes, we looked at how we would apply this to mental illness, uh, people dealing with anxiety, depression. We also dived into biblical meditation versus other styles of meditation and why biblical meditation is superior to any other kind of meditation that the world is selling you. Today, we're going to apply, we're going to ask the same question, but we're going to apply, we're going to ask, well, the question is how, how can we live from the spirit man outwards and today we're going to apply the lifestyle of living from the inside out to another area that's a hot topic today. We're going to talk about relationships. We're going to talk about how you can do this if you're single, if, if, if you're dating, um, if you're courting, if you're engaged, and, and even if you're married. So there's, there's 
about four different areas that this can be applied to. So we, we're going to go through all of them. And so lucky for us, we get to have insight from two different sides. So from the guy's side and, and also from the lady's side. So guys, I'm excited to have both of you on here and let's let's dive in. The, the, the first thing that I want to mention is we all know about the culture today and, you know, our generation when it comes to relationships and, and being single and dating, we all know what's happening out there. You know, we, we live in the Internet age and, and people are finding each other through online a lot of these days. But we also know that when it comes to online dating or finding people online, you know, you know, just maybe being pulled towards them through like, let's say Instagram profiles and whatnot, for the most part, it's, it's more like, what, what, are, what do you see on the outside? And a lot of people today are, are being led by their flesh to, to choose their partners. You know, we all know about lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes and pride of life. But basically, it looks like choosing a partner today, whether you are dating them or, you know, you eventually follow through and, and, and you get married. A lot, a, lot, a lot of that today has to do with the outside lifestyle, you know, more about what they look like and, and what they possess versus what is their spiritual character. Now I, I'm, I'm going to start with the, with Ruth cause she's, it's her first time on the show. So I'll, I'll give her, I'll, I'll open up the floor to you, Ruth. How, yeah. What, what, what would you say? Let's say to, what would you say about this? I mean, from your experience, how how have you been able to do it differently? I mean, how did you even how, what led you to a point where you said, okay, I want to do things differently? I what gave you trust for you to choose to uh, to base on someone's spiritual character as mm -hmm. a primary focus? Mm -hmm. Um. Okay. Uh. Well, I would say that before <laughs> I did have uh, some sort of um, attitude the same way where I was looking at the outward appearance. So, of course, just like every uh, normal lady, she yeah. wants, uh, you know, a tall man, you know, handsome, uh, you know, someone who... <laughs> who has the money, I mean, doing something, you know, and, uh, you know, all these other things that ladies are looking for now. But what changed for me was actually me going back to to God. So I had to, it was him actually pulling me back to him. So because trying to understand myself, he was showing me what identity in him was. So understanding what my identity in Christ is. So that's what made me realize what I wanted in the man that he wanted for me. So it's me realizing what my place is in his kingdom. So what he wants of me and realizing that it's 
it's more than how I look. Of course, please, ladies, of course, everyone wants a good-looking man and uh, and a tall man. So, I mean, I, I mean, I have a spiritual man and he's tall. So, I mean, <laughs> I, had, I had an extra. I mean, it's an extra. I would say it's an icing on the cake if that happens. But I'm just saying that it shouldn't be the primary thing to look out for. So, I he had to... Um, you know, cleanse my heart and, and renew my mindset in that sense. But it first had to start with me understanding who I was in Christ, who, uh, what my purpose was in Christ before then looking out to see, okay, who is that man that you have ordained for me? Um, who is like-minded to whatever purpose that you have for me? And how can we both then come together to fulfill the purposes that you have? for both of us but i also have to understand first of all ladies have to understand that i have to be living that life i mean i cannot say that i want a certain man and and i'm and i'm the opposite so i should also be that speck i mean that's what people are using these days now i must also be that speck that i want in that man but in the spiritual aspect so if i want a praying man a godly man then am i the pray am i a praying woman am i a godly woman so that those were the questions that, that I was asking myself that, okay, I want to be the same way or the same um, qualifications or, or, or personalities that I ha- I want in, in that man. I also want that for myself, you know, spiritual aspect of it. So. Well, that's, um, I, I like how you, uh, you know, I, I like what you said there is you also had to say, well, if this is what I want, then I have to also be that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think a lot of times people, it, you know, the scripture says, before you start pulling out the law, I mean, the, the speck out of someone's mm-hmm. eye, deal with the log in your own eye. And I think a lot of times people are really focused on what they're receiving and not what they're giving. So they, they, they've got this checklist and it's like, well, the first one is this, this and all these things. But it's like, what about you, mom? What about you, sir? Like, are you working on yourself? Are you, are you content that that person that you are seeking, the person that you, 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 know, you want to get in, into a relationship with that you are going to offer them back the same value in a sense of they are also going to feel like yes this is a person that i i can lean on that i can trust that it's not just going to be that they're bringing 80 percent to the table and you're only bringing 20 Mm percent what about so i'll I'll get now a different opinion from i mean different perspective Tolu. Uh What about you? How, what changed? How, how did you come from, well, first of all, you have to clarify if you are even ever, you know, seek, you know, looking at more of the outward, fo- focusing more on the outward appearance instead of spiritual character. I, I don't want, I don't want just, I don't want to just assume that you were, you know, so you can clarify that. I mean, I was in a monastery. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you wish. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, she knows. She knows where my past. Anyways, um, it's <laughs> um, one thing. One thing I like. I guess on the side note, it's good to laugh about these things now. And it's. it's I thank. Uh, thank Yahweh for this. I thank our our heavenly Father for this that we can you know laugh about, <laughs> especially when she's laughing. <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, I. From where I came from, I had to, um, first of all, it, it started with like, you know, looking at, it started with uh, the father kind of like bringing me to an end of, on my, of myself in that sense, in that sense, in the, in the sense that I had a really like, um, I had a really frivolous, like kind of party lifestyle and that came with its, with its um, way of viewing women and like, um, and looking at the external factors, I used to look at all those things. You know, were they, they were they were they charismatic? Do they have, um, you know, do they do they dress stylishly and dress um, sexually too, and and also provocatively as well? So, and because that was that's kind of what the modern like society is looking at. You know, these days even it's even worse than how I used to see things three years ago. So and and it's and it's going faster, but um, he began to he started by you know first bringing me towards you know salvation by um, creating this aspect of me asking myself what was the meaning in all of this, asking myself in various formats in terms of like you know where was I really going with this end of my life and with this um on this trajectory that I was going on and. And I really realized that it wasn't anywhere that was going to be meaningful to to the life that I ought to have been living and people that were in my life as well. And so, I mean, I, he brought me to start surrendering first myself, then he, then he started to tweak how I, just, I viewed women as well, because I struggled um, when, I finished, when I came to salvation. It wasn't like an instant kind of transformation my eyes were still they need they need a lot of cleansing <laughs> you know? I, need, I need a lot of washing so, um, you really you really needed like the holy ghost to just uh, I, need, I, needed, I, needed, I needed like i needed like a bath every every th like three times a day bath you know like <laughs> I, um what, what i mean is that you know i needed to he drew me drew me closer to his word and then i i started to realize that i had a struggle with viewing women lustfully and, yeah. you know, and viewing body parts, looking at those things. And so he began to, um, he, he, he actually brought me into a moment where I, I saw, I saw somewhere about this prayer about, um, you know, that the father can give you eyes to see all of creation the way he sees it. So I just prayed a simple prayer. I remember I was on the train and I, I just prayed that Abba, like I, I struggle with seeing women like you know lustfully, and I I need you to give me the eyes that you used to see women for the creation that you made them to be, and that it began. It, I didn't say it wasn't an instant transformation. I mean that day I felt great. I didn't like I was not struggling as much, but then it began a process of letting the father to curb those fleshly tastes as well. And then it also began the process of him taking my focus away from, you know, looking at like, 
or which person do I need to chase after to chasing after the father, chasing after the son and his, and his uh, Holy Spirit, his presence of consecration. So that was, that was what happened. He, from opening my heart to say, Father, I, I struggle with this. Help me with this. And he began to turn me away from what I was looking at by telling me to focus on more on him. And by doing that, it, it literally started to become like, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a struggle anymore. So that was what changed my, my way of looking at things. He began to show me character. He started to, he began to show me things about building your entire in, inside in, in your spirit than just focusing on, you know, the external attributes, what affluence or, you know, um, what, what I used to focus on in those, um, those years as well. So that's kind of a snapshot. Well, there is, there's so much, to, to, there's so much. That's why I really love uh, when we, uh, I'm really enjoying this series because you could spend, you know, all, just all the recording time just talking about, you know, just one point because it just morphs into so many other things. Now, both of you have said that both of you had to go back to the Father. You had to go back to God to, to almost, to, you know, you had to go back to him to almost say, hey, I, I'm struggling here. Show me how I missed it. But I think there's two things I want us to talk about here that are very important is someone might think that, well, all you had to do was just go and pray to God and, 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 you know, and it just happened automatically like this. But I know from my own personal experience as well is it was a journey for, for that cleansing to happen. Now, we, we, the, for someone who doesn't believe in God, because, you know, someone, you know, there's people who don't believe in God, but, you know, they're, they're interested in this topic. One of the things that I think we should mention is when we go to God and we pray about this, we have to follow up with action because the word says in James that faith without action is dead. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty sure that both of you have needed to do, to pick up on a certain lifestyle after that moment when you pray so that this can actually start to build within you that you can start to really appreciate uh, uh, you saying, to appreciate, to look at women differently. It didn't just stop at prayer, right? Yeah. What, what, cause these are some things that I'll throw out there. We know that what, we know the kind of content that is out there that mm. someone could pray today, but it would still be an uphill battle if they stayed listening to the same graphic music that is only painting women's body parts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sure. Uh, the same, you know, uh, the type of movies, just the visual content, the, the images uh, just flashing right in front of us on Instagram and, and, and social media. I mean, it will almost be like you could go and pray, but if you if you kept doing what you do every day, if you didn't change what you're consuming visually and, you know, through your eye get and through your ear get, then you you're as good as you know, like, I don't think there's going to be a lot of change. 
what what do you have to say there what what new lifestyles have you guys had to pick up so that this actually became true that it became your new identity oh ruth why don't you go first please <laughs> okay uh... yeah ruth what would you tell what would you tell to the ladies out there who are still scrolling and what they're feeding their eyes what would you tell to them what what, what can um i would say um there there should be an immediate change just like you said so if i um i will speak for myself of course <laughs> so <laughs> i <laughs> because these are actually practical things um i know that times where i'm watching some movies and you know what's about to happen so and you just keep watching so there are movies that we just know especially for netflix netflix would tell you if it if there's going to be nudity or sex or some sort even before the movie starts i'm just saying so these are things like stop watching movies that will arouse certain um things or let's say easily weight weights that easily beset you so you want to focus so be able to 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 curb on that as Toluasha said like like just it's not it's not something that will happen i mean we're still we're still journeying but like you said as long as i want to obey because it's on to the lord i'm not doing it for my parents i'm not following the lord for my parents i'm not following the lord for my friends or or my spouse to be or whoever i'm doing it for myself because i love the lord so it's me realizing that i'm about to watch this movie and is it going to please no it's not so that's that fear and that's a prayer also that we should have <laughs> we should seek that that we should have the spirit which is i think is part of the seventh spirit the spirit of the fear of the lord because it allows one not to do these certain things so i'm not saying like have that not not to be scared but to reference him to revere him knowing that this is something unholy and i cannot do it so for instagram for instance i feel like even on your explore there are certain things that will come on your explore if you had been searching those things they would just come. So if, if for instance, on my, because I'm always searching for maybe probably um, fashion or fitness. So if I go to my Explore, you probably see things that has to do with that. Mm. So if you're doing that, then that will happen. But if you're following someone, you know, always posting explicit or, you know, most of the girls are half naked, then you have to unfollow them. Not necessarily muting them, unfollow, <laughs> like unfollow them, and just be yeah. sure that you're taking that action to, you know, towards that. And he sees that, so he sees the heart that okay, this this lady really wants to follow me. She's taking action, and then he's gonna help you to through the Holy Spirit also. So I would say, unfollow, stop watching. I mean, it could happen that maybe you just stumbled into something and you watched it. I mean, you can't just wallow in that. You just snap out of it, ask for forgiveness and move on. But let there be that action to take action as to curbing out all the certain weights that will beset you, that will make you fall into certain things. And another thing for me is that I had to also switch my friends. So I had to let go of friends that were not... Um, 
they're not going to help my work. <laughs> so I'm not saying that you just cut them off. I mean, I did speak to some of them about Christ and saying that, okay, this is what I want now. I mean, I'm not doing this anymore. And of course, your life will show. You don't necessarily even have to say a lot when your life is already, you know, showing or speaking a lot. Uh, it will show. So it's like, you know, going to that party. It couldn't. It doesn't even have to be... Um, going to a party in the club it could be like i don't know let's go visit this friend or that friend but because you are being led by the holy spirit and you just feel like oh if i go to this certain gathering then this or that would happen or i would open the door for the enemy to bring certain things that you know that i'm still that the lord is still working in me so it's like you have to make such separations immediately yeah for now, that's it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so some of the some of the steps that you were taking were, uh, you, you know, not just hitting mute, but hitting the unfollow button. Yeah. La yeah, ladies, did you hear that? Um, <laughs> I, um, she came I in hot. <laughs> <laughs> Um, your friends as well. I think friends, it's friends that that one is very key because I know that one of the things that helped me the most personally is when, when my friend group changed into, you know, friends where, you know, communication with them was uh, just about like, you know, the, the good stuff about life, you know, just sharing scriptures and, and, you know, just having, you know, like talking, you know, sensible talk about, about mm -hmm. life and, and not a group of friends whereby it's like, you know, you're sharing um, Instagram posts, you know, that are explicit and, you know, and, and, and just trying to feed, you know, the eyes and, and all of that. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, I know that that can be really helpful because, if you decide to change and you're saying, hey, I'm, I'm going to look at women differently. I'm going to look at men differently. I'm, I'm focusing on, you know, who they are, their spiritual character. Your friend group plays a huge role. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Your friend group plays a huge role <laughs> because, you know, the phone calls you have, the text messages mm -hmm. that you send, I mean, it, it, it all, it, it, it's kind, it just kind of keeps you secure. It just keeps you away from all of that. Yeah. Mm. What, what about you, brother? What, what are some of the uh, steps that you had to, to, to do, that you had to take in order to build this integrity of actually you know, moving from the outward desires to the inner desires. Mm. Um, I I love what uh, I love what my my love said. Anyways, uh, uh, I just want to say that yeah, it's it's almost similar in that sense. Um, it's for me when I gave my when I recommitted, made a commitment with the father again through the son, Yeshua, I 
he just it just kind of clicked all the things that instant that and it might happen for some of us but this is just my experience it just kind of clicked some of the things that instantly i knew i didn't want in my life start and it started with like um the nightclub lifestyle i was a uh, people i guess a lot of people didn't don't when they meet me today they are often shocked that i i would say that i used to you know bring people into the club and you know i used to um, take them all go out for a drink i used to, i got a lot of people to club but now i stepped out of that thanks to the father so it wasn't by any good habits or anything but he just kind of put those things in my heart it just immediately it's like i didn't i just had a disdain for being in that atmosphere because i just knew what that it just kind of came to me and i understood what that atmosphere entailed to my new journey my renewed journey rather and i was and it just like you know as a child of as a child of god as a child of elohim you, you i shouldn't be there you know i shouldn't be in those spaces and then you know it had to also do with when i, I he gave me this also another thing is that he gave me this um desire to share the news of my salvation with people that were around me and that it, that started to cut down my friends <laughs> that started to like curb those people around me because even the person that at the time i was dating i shared the news that i had changed and you know she is like oh no no like what do you mean by that you know it's, it's not your decision it's probably your like she's it's probably your mom and everything i was like i made that decision i committed to it and that was the end of that you know that was the end of that relationship and so sometimes it might be just as you make that decision the love of of the father the son and his presence just just overflows and you know the instant things that you need to cut and along that time from that time period um he's asked me to cut a lot more things he's been specific on friendships and what he meant by friendships you know and um uh in different ways i've asked him that okay um how how are you like you know making this more specific um help me to do this you know um and he's led me through it you know in terms of like um for a while i i, I wasn't drinking as well i wasn't drinking any alcohol he made me he 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 instructed me not to to drink any alcohol for at least for 2 years you know and then now that's that commitment that covenant with him it's he said okay you can drink now and that, it wasn't that I was struggling with alcohol or anything but he just took it he took that off the playing field i guess and i i think um, more so because everything that he was showing me that time was about separation to him and and um just taking a lot of things off the the playing field that had bad connotations to it as well um during my my previous lifestyle and so um i'd say that i'd say all oh, these things are good um first of all i i i i love what ruth said and i and i and i and even what i've shared but when you're thinking on your own and as you're coming as a new believer or if you're already on your journey and these things are like I think I should be able to do this. Um I always think about this verse in Proverbs 3 from verse 5 to 
to six or so, it says that, you know, no, no, five to six says, trust in, trust in, in the Lord and Yahweh with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. Know him in all your ways and he makes your path straight. And I think verse seven says, don't be wise in your own eyes. You know, revere Yahweh and turn away from evil. Um, one thing that I learned there is that um, in everything, if you have a desire to curb your friendships, um, stop this thing, stop watching this thing, and you're struggling with it, just make that honest prayer and trust him and let, and then ask him to guide you through it, that you want to make this decision. You want to commit to it, but you're struggling with this and he'll begin to help you. So that was something that I just wanted to add to that as well. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing. Uh, I just want to quickly recap on some of the things uh, just reiterate some of the things that you're mentioning and, and, and probably some follow-up questions for you. So one of the things you mentioned was um, the lifestyle that you had to put aside, which was the clubbing lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Now, someone who might be listening to this show might say, well, what is the wrong, you know, what, what is wrong with, you know, you know, with, with clubbing and, and, and whatnot? they you know let's say if if they're not a believer you know if they're they, they're probably wondering well how does this have to do anything with me living from the inside out you know spirit soul body but we made we we, we made a distinction between these two lifestyles we say that if you're living from the outside in it, it basically means that your energy your happiness your 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 drive comes from the external environment from circumstances from externally to the inside like you're hoping that uh okay i'm gonna go to the club well we all love music right mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with dancing it just depends sometimes how you're dressed when you're dancing um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know um but if you, because I remember um, when when I when I had that lifestyle, you know, it's like Fridays or Saturdays. You're thinking that, okay, I've had a crazy week. Let's say if you're in school, maybe even if you're at work, if you're not in school and you're just a, a working person, you know, you've had you know Monday to Friday, as we know the culture is, and then it's like, mm -hmm. well, Friday's like you're gonna go blow off the steam. Well, here, here you go again. How are you blowing off the steam? Is that to blow off the steam, you're looking at some external source to help you uh, find that inner comfort. Now, someone might, there's, again, there's nothing wrong with, 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 with dancing and music. Now, if you combine the two and you put them in a different environment, such as a club, it changes things because... We know the kind of music that is played in clubs. That is that is the music that you, if that's the same music that is gonna keep painting these images, just have them on a loop, right? And it's gonna paint this lifestyle. So the music is painting these images that, well, she looks like this, she's dressed like this, I'm doing this with her and this and this, and you're on the dance floor. And you know, people are coming in dressed in a certain way. So of course, your 
I get is being affected. Mm. Now, someone might someone might might not think that okay, well, it's one night. Well, what what is you know you might not you might not know that you know doing it every weekend, even if it's once a month, you know, twice a month, maybe however many times you know you do it. Eventually, it starts to build this mental stronghold, whereby if you're being single, you during the week you might not the first thing that might come to your mind before you can even go to set up a conversation with someone of the opposite sex will be well how are they dressed i'm not seeing any you know their clothes are not tight enough you know maybe i don't have confidence to even approach them you know you know it's so funny it's like back in <laughs> with the climbing lifestyle is that also you're drinking to get confidence so that you can go talk to the opposite sex, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, I, so it's, it, it, again, this goes back to, is your confidence coming from consumption of alcohol? Because now you feel, okay, you've drunk, you know, this many tequilas or vodka. Now you can have a good conversation. You have the courage. Well, what's gonna happen Monday to Friday? No, so no, because we we don't want people to be, you know, to just think that uh, we're being overly religious or, you know, like this is restrictive, you know, especially, you know, we try to paint a picture for people who are believers, maybe people who uh, no longer have a clubbing lifestyle and and people who are on that side and they might not see it. But the question we're asking you is that it all it all comes together because if on Friday, Saturday and Sunday, you feel like in order to have confidence, you need to have tequila or vodka. That goes back to what we're saying. You're living from the outside in. And now you feel that that's going to build up courage on the inside. And now you can go talk to her. Or maybe you can go talk to him. But the question comes, what is going to happen on Monday to Friday when she's on the train? And I guess, you know, this will be t- touching a little bit into dating. Again, it's very interesting, you know, we all know that people are more comfortable expressing themselves, let's say through Tinder or any of these uh, dating apps. It's very interesting that people will be on the train, going to work on the bus, and they won't talk to each other. But now all of a sudden, you feel confident talking to them through a screen. Well, again, what's going to happen on, 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 you know, if you're looking to date someone and you're at the grocery store? You don't have any tequila in you. You don't have any vodka. She's she's standing up. She's standing in the line behind you, or he is. Do you see where you you know you're now falling apart? It's Wednesday. There's no tequila in sight. There's no vodka in sight. You know your boys aren't there to give you a pep talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know where that came from. Uh, maybe from past experience. <laughs> a team huddle. <laughs> a team huddle. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's very interesting. Um, but again, we're, we're talking about how your true courage of being single and dating and, and, and having that confidence to go talk to to that guy or to that girl, it shouldn't really be coming from 
you know, the environment that, you know, now there's loud music and now maybe you're hoping really that the music that is being played has kind of twisted both your minds. You know, the music has has given both of you that, you know, that emotional, sensual high that now they are easier to talk to because of the environment. Mm -hmm. And we start to see a lot of problems when people now come to, when people get into a relationship because it's like, well, now you, you need to have a, a solid conversation with this person and there is no sensual music playing all the time. What, I, 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 it's this, 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 so, there's so much to do with that. Uh, and, and I guess it might be, uh, this kind of presents like a segue into a little bit of dating and, and uh, we can start to talk about how now it changes who, I mean, I guess we're already talking about it, you know, ch it changes who you, you know, the kind of person that you're approaching versus, you know, if you're, if you're kind of looking more on the physical. In the next episode, we'll continue the discussion with our guests, Tolu and Ruth, on this subject of building a relationship on a foundation of spiritual character. We'll also dive deeper into whether the spiritual character attraction can outweigh physical attraction. This was episode six of the Spirit, Soul and Body series. Your host for today was Calvin Cavanda. Thanks for listening and see you on the next episode. Chick-fil-A, you're my number one With the lemonade, raise our sons Train them in the faith, through temptations Make sure they're wide away Follow Jesus, listen and obey No more living for the culture, we nobody's slave